0: Okay, this is very good. This is a Shir on the uh, uh, book number twenty-one, a portion of a and the third Sikha. In this Sikha, we're going to actually have a little look about the way the Torah was written and the argument about how the Torah was compiled so on the pasuk, which at uh, uh, towards the end of our parasha, the pasuk says, Moshe that Moshe wrote all the words of Hashem." Rashi <clears throat> comments on the words. So let's just put this in, the, in, in, in in perspective the way it is written in the Torah. In the Torah we have, last week we had the Ten Commandments, Dibrot. this week we have the Eila Mishpatim, all the, many of the laws that are interpersonal, that are related to um, laws of damages and so on. Mishpatim, which the laws that make sense, laws that are um. Grounded in, uh, grounded in Hashem's wish, but they make sense to us logically as well. And then the Torah goes back and returns to talking about what took place before, before, prior to the giving of the Torah. According to one opinion, according to another opinion, the Torah relates what took place after. But at some stage, there was a, a writing of the words of Hashem. Again, either it was, we'll, we'll discuss later, was this pasuk, Vayikhtov Moshe, called Hashem. Moshe wrote all the words of Hashem. Was this before the Torah was given, or was this after the Torah was given? But what did he write? Later, we'll discuss when the Torah was written, at what stage the Torah was written. But for here, now, we're just analyzing this pasuk that says, Vaychtov Moshe, called Hashem, Hashem. Moshe wrote all the words of Hashem. Rashi says on those words, Vaychtov Moshe, and he says, Matan he wrote the story from creation from Belatius until till the giving of the Torah. And he also wrote down the mitzvot that were given in Marah. We know that the Biney before the Torah was given, after they came out of Egypt, they went to a place called Marah. It says in Marah Sham There. Hashem had given to him some mitzvot. We know that the mitzvah of Kibbuta was given there, Parah and the mitzvah of Shabbos. So, if this is, like we are assuming, by Ikhtov Moshe, Moshe wrote the words of Hashem before the giving of the Torah, he, what could he have written? The story of Genesis, of creation, story of the flood, and all the other historical aspects of Abraham Avinu, Yitzchak, Yaakov, until we get to the mitzvahs that were instructed till t- up until Matan And also the mitzvahs that were instructed Amar, which was pre-Matan so As we've spoken many times, Rashi in his interpretation on the Torah, he only explains the simple reading of the Pasuk. So we have to understand, where does Rashi get this information? Why is it imperative to say, based on the simple reading of the Pasuk that Moshe wrote, the story of creation? and all the history that took place till the giving of the Torah. Even though one would question why would it be so important to write it? Most of it is stories. It's not even instructions from Hashem. Mostly it's just a narrative of what took place. A, a, his, a history, introdu- historical yeah. introduction as to what brought the Jews to, to the stage of Mount They went to Egypt and all of that. And also the mitzvahs that were instructed in Mara. why would that have been important to have been written in these words that Moshe writes, how does Rashi know from the simple reading of the Pasuk that that was what was written? More than that, in the Pasuk it says, Moshe Hashem." It says that Moshe wrote all the words of Hashem. <clears throat> and Rashi explains there's a, there's an earlier Pasuk before the Torah is given in Parshat Yitro, where the Pasuk says that Moshe came and he told the people Et kol Hashem, all the words of Hashem. Same language, kol divrei Hashem, all the words of Hashem. In that narrative, before the giving of the Torah, Rashi translates, et kol divrei Hashem. And he says, what is the kol divrei Hashem, all the words of Hashem? The mitzvah of perisha v'haqbalah. The mitzvah of separating from their wives v'haqbalah and cordoning off, placing boundaries on the mountains that they can't come up the mountain. So, if et kol HaShem means that in that Pasuk, clearly that Moshe Rabbeinu came and gave HaShem's instructions, told HaShem's instructions to the Jewish people. So why here when we are talking about another thing that took place before the giving of the Torah, in the few days that led up to giving the Torah, it says, "By Tov Moshe, et kol HaShem, Moshe wrote all the words of HaShem, why don't we just learn it to be the same thing? Maybe he wrote down the instructions of separating from the wife and of the, of limiting the access to the mountain. Same words. words Why does Rashi introduce a new concept that they wrote down, the story of creation and the mitzvahs of Mara? Even if we want to learn that since the mitzvahs of separation and limiting access to the mountain, it was a one time thing it was just for a one time event it's there's there's no annual three day separation from a wife or no annual putting up uh, uh, mitzvah to put up a a a, a a a fence around harsina there's no such thing right so maybe that would be the reason why va'ichtov moshe wouldn't couldn't have been those instructions because It's a one-time instruction. Why would Moshe Rabbeinu have written it? So we could say that. That's why it doesn't make sense to say that Moshe would have written um, those particular instructions. However, you could still say that that could have been part of what was written. That, together with all the other instructions that were told to Moshe, as an introduction to the giving of the Torah. Some of them are relevant later. Like, for example, Rabbeinu Bakhayah learns that when it says, Moshe Hashem, that Moshe wrote the words of Hashem, it refers to the things he told them before the Torah was given, which is right. Before the giving of the Torah, in the in the in the lead up to the giving of the Torah, Hashem says, if you will listen to my voice, and keep my covenant, then you will be a special nation to me. So that's something that has relevance for the future also. So Moshe Rabbeinu could have and should have written that. So why then does Rashi need to explain that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote something? It's not the obvious things that were were spoken before Sinai, but it's the history from Bereshia's. Where do we get that from? Chapter, paragraph two. The question is even more. Just like this Rashi's interpretation, we find in Mechilta, <clears throat> Mechilta is, is, a, is a medrash. Rashi, of course, is a thousand years after the Mechilta. Rashi is obviously going to look at the Mechilta as his source, but if we look to the, to the Mechilta itself, we'll see that there's three interpretations in the Mechilta. Rashi doesn't actually quote any of them. He makes a concoction from two of them. What, how, let's take a look at the Mechilta. The Mechilta brings three opinions. There's the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, the son of Rabasi. He says that what did Moshe Rabin write? He wrote from the beginning of Bereshit, the beginning of the creation of the world, till here. He wrote the history. That's what he wrote. When it says, Moshe, he wrote the history from Bereshit till here. Rabbi says, Rabbi Yodhan says, he wrote the mitzvahs that Adam Arishon was commanded in and the commandments that all of the Bnei Noach were commanded and the commandments that the Jewish people received in Egypt and at Mara, and all the other mitzvahs as well that have been given already. Rabbi Shmuel says that in the beginning. So that's the second opinion. The third opinion is Rabbi Shmuel says. In the beginning, what does he say? Um, it says, "Hashem spoke at Moshe that you should rest on the seventh year." Six years you shall plant your field, and so on, and the seventh year should rest. And the laws of the seventh year, the laws of the jubilee, also we know what the Harsinai was said, the, the 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 blessings, the curses. And what does he say at the end? The end of the book of, of Shmois, at the end of those uh, of the bris of the covenant which Hashem made with them. it says, These are the laws and the teachings. And they said, Meqabli, Immanuel, they said, we accept these things upon us. So if, you, if all the, none of these three opinions is what Rashi says, one says it was just history, one says it was just mitzvahs, one says it was the mitzvahs of Shemitah and other mitzvahs, where does Rashi get his unusual composition, which is a blend of the first two opinions? That he's, he wrote the history from creation till now. And he wrote the mitzvahs that they were commanded from creation till now. Mara and so on. Even if Rashi... So how does Rashi get his unique interpretation? Rashi should be following at least one of those uh, three opinions in the Mechilta. But he doesn't. He takes two and joins them. So it's not this way, not that way. Even if Rashi learns the the opinion in the Mechilta, that the second opinion, Rabbi, who says that there were the mitzvahs that were given till that time were written... So there's two ways of learning. Whenever a rabbi comes and adds a different opinion, you could say he argues or you could say he's adding. In other words, once rabbi, Asi said, rabbi Yossi said that the history from Beresh, from the creation, was written till this point and Rabbi comes and says the mitzvahs were written, we have to question, did Rabbi say only the mitzvahs or is he saying, Rabbi Yossi, besides for what you say was written, I'm going to add something to the text, Moshe Rabbeinu also wrote the mitzvahs, not just the history. So it's possible that that's the way Rashi learned, and therefore he's able to join these two, these two opinions. However, um, but you can't say that that's Rashi's source, because Rabbi, Rashi says the history from beginning of creation until the Torah was given, together with the mitzvahs that were instructed in the place called Mara. Rabbi in the Mechilta says all the other mitzvahs and their mitzvahs, like the mitzvahs B'nai Noach, Mm -hmm. mitzvahs, and those are not mentioned by Rashi. So obviously Rashi has some kind of a unique blend that he comes up with, but we don't know from where. In addition, it's difficult to say that Rashi takes himself from this Mechilta because the Mechilta is not even explaining the words Vayichtov Moshe. Vayicht of Moshe is, and Moshe wrote, and that's where Rashi says, he wrote the history and the mitzvahs of Mora. This medrash, this mechilta is on the words, on the other pasuk that says, he took the book of the covenant and he read it in the ears of the people. And the mechilta says, but we don't know from where did he What parts, what what did he read into their ears? In other words, the Mechilta is not talking about the writing that Moshe wrote. He's speaking that Moshe men read from this book. But we have to know what did he read to them. But that could be that there's a lot of other stuff written in the book. The Mechilta is telling us what he wrote from the book. The Torah has 50 parashas. So he read two of them. Rashi is talking about what was written in there. The Mechilta is addressing what was read from there. It doesn't say he read the whole book. So we don't know what was written in the whole book. So how? So that really couldn't be a source of Rashi. Rashi is talking about what was written. The Mechilta is talking about what was read. At any rate, it's not understood. From where does Rashi take in the simple reading of the Pasuk, that the of Moshe is, again, we're back to the first question. How do we see from the simple reading of the Pasuk? We, we know Hashem told him to write something. The words of the covenant, but how do we know that this means the history till now, and the mitzvahs that were given in Mara? Left with that question. Amen. Paragraph 3. Later on in the verse, it says, Vayikach he took the book of the covenant, and he read in the ears of the people. So Rashi there says, he also explains what it is. Sefer the book of covenant, it says, bereishis from Bereshis till and mitzvot Mara. And the commandments, that they were instructed at Marah. You notice a difference from what he said earlier? If we look at the... We're going to notice that there's a difference between what it, the way he, Rashi writes it in Vayikhtov Sefer that he wrote the book. And here, when he's explaining what he read from the book, it's a bit of a difference, almost the same, but a bit different. The reason why Rashi even has to explain what is this Book of Covenant, didn't he just say what was written in there? And we understand because there... It says, of Moshe at Hashem. it doesn't say that it's called the Sefer Habrid. It says Moshe wrote all the words of Hashem. And there Rashi explained what he wrote. Now we're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu taking the Sefer Habrid. What, what book is that? Rashi says it's the book that he wrote, the history from Bereshit and the mitzvahs of Morah. But we have to understand why does Rashi have to go through all the details? Why doesn't he just say? He read from the Sefer HaBrit, oh, that's that book. That, that book he just wrote, by of Moshe, it's that book. Rashi doesn't do that. Rashi says, he read from the Sefer HaBrit, and Rashi explains, what's the Sefer HaBrit, and he again gives you the details. The history, from Bereshit, the mitzvahs of Maro. So why does he have to say it in gr- detail again? So we would be able to stay, it would seem, because the Pasek just says, Vayikach Sefer HaBrit, he took the book of the covenant, and he read it in the ears of the people. It doesn't say... How much Moshe read for them? What Moshe read for them? As the Mechilta, we just said for the Mechilta, what did he read? There's a book and he reads from it, but what did he read from it? So that's why Rashi tells us that what he read was the whole book. And he repeats. It will, It was the history from beratius till now, and it's the Mitzvahs of Mara. So that would be, we would, we would ostensibly, we would think to say that's why Rashi repeats it, but says the Rebbe, we can't say that. Because oh, if so, Rashi should have, remember, when Rashi gives an interpretation, we also read meaning into what words are his heading. If Rashi's explaining, needs to repeat everything because he has to explain what Moshe is reading, so the heading of Rashi should have been on the words Vayikra, and he and he read in the ears of the people. And then about that, Rashi should have said Vayikra, what did he read? the things he had written there, from Belatius and so on. But Rashi doesn't position himself on the heading, on the words Vayikra, which should be the basis of his explanation. Rashi goes, positions himself, and puts the heading Sefer Abrit, the Book of the Covenant. And more than that, he doesn't even say et cetera, to say that he's also explaining Vayikra Bozneam, what he read, which we understand from this, that here he's not coming to explain what he read, he's coming again to explain what is the Sefer abrit, what is the Book of the Covenant. But we already explained what the what moshe wrote so why do we have to explain again we said that this is the history from beresh it's still now the the mitzvahs of Mara. now he says that moshe read from the sefer rashi could have just said it's what i'm it's that book that was written earlier so how did that question goes back to its place why does rashi go and spell out again what's in this book that was written he already told us paragraph four so we'll understand this by first understanding another detail in the expression of Rashi in the earlier commentary. It says, of Moshe, Moshe wrote from Bereshis until Matan And it says, and he wrote the mitzvahs that were instructed in Marah. Okay. You see, there's an an added word here. Earlier when he says that Moshe wrote from Bereshis till the history, from creation to Matan and then he says, and he wrote the mitzvahs that were instructed in Mara. What does it mean he wrote? It says, by Yiktov Moshe. Moshe wrote from that, by Moshe, Moshe is quoted from the Pasig. That's the heading. Then you follow on from the heading. What did Moshe write? The, the history from Bereshis till Mara, till Matan And Rashi could have just continued. And the mitzvahs of Mara. Why does he have to say again? And he wrote the Khatab. He wrote the mitzvahs of You added in an extra and he wrote. Rashi doesn't, you know, I mean, we don't learn from, Rashi's words are not as used as sparingly as the Torah's words, but still they're exact. He doesn't just write again for some poetic reason. And he wrote the mitzvahs of Mara. He could have just continued. Vayicht moshe Moshe wrote the history from Beresh's and the mitzvahs of Mara. But no, he adds, and he wrote the mitzvahs of Mara. Mm, what's that extra word there? Could be that's a, that's giving us a clue to something. So, the explanation is as follows. <clears throat> About the general, this general story that okay, remember I told you that um, this this is positioned very uniquely. We have the the history of the Matan the Ten Commandments. Then we go into Parshas Mishpatim, which is a whole list of laws. Of the of the laws, interpersonal laws, Ben Adam Lachaviro, and then at the end of Parshat Mishpatim, all of a sudden there's a parsha that begins like this: Moshe al Hashem. Hashem." told Moshe, "Go up to Hashem." So there's an an argument. The positioning of this parsha is it in place or not in place? Is it really a parsha that's talking about something that happened two parshas ago before the Torah was given? Last parsha. And it's just placed here because we know the Torah does not have to place things chronologically or was this really something that took place after Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Har Sinai and now he's being asked to go back up again. Where is this position? So Rashi learns that this portion really belongs before the Ten Commandments. It was said on the 4th of Sivan. Remember the Jewish people come to Har Sinai at the 1st of Sivan. The seventh of 6th of Sivan is when the Torah is given. During that time there's a series of instructions. On the 4th of Sivan Hashem told him Come up to Hashem to come and hear instructions, and then He told him also write down the words of Hashem. And it says, "By Moshe, Moshe wrote Divrei Hashem, the words of Hashem." That would have been on the fourth of Sivan. He went up, he wrote down the words of Hashem, and then he the next day he built him his be'ach, and he read in the uh, in the ears of the people. He read what he had written down on the book. The Ramban says, "No, this parsha where it says Hashem told Moshe, come up to me." This is a separate story. This is after giving of the Torah. This is the second set of going up for 40 days. So according to that, yeah. So because of this machleikas, this argument about when this is situated, what what kind of logical placement this Pasha has, comes as a big difference between how you read how you read this passage that Moshe Rabbeinu came and he told them all the words of Hashem and all the laws. According to Rashi, Kol Hashem means, if 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 we're talking pre, Aseret what could Kol Divrei Hashem be? What could all the words of Hashem be? And what could the Mishpatim be? The, the Divrei Hashem, the words of Hashem, is what Hashem is has instructed right now about preparing yourself for getting the Torah, which is separating from their wives for three days and Hakbalah, cordoning off the mountain, putting a fence around the mountain, so the Jewish people can't go up and get and get hurt. And what does it mean? And Hashem told him to say all the mishpatim, all the laws. What laws were there? It has to be the seven mitzvot of Noach and Shabbos, Kibud Avayim, Paradumad, and in general the the mitzvahs that were given pre Sinai. The mitzvahs were given when they left Egypt and they encamped in Mara. What else could it be? We're talking pre giving of the Torah. The Ramban says, however, no. When it says when in our portion of mishpatim, we're talking about. Moshe coming and and sharing all the words of Hashem, this is everything. What what we mean here is the fact that Hashem said after the giving of the Torah, you saw that from heaven I spoke to you. And all the mishpatim is, all the laws, all the judgments that I taught you in the portion of mishpatim, all of that is included in the information that Moshe Rabbeinu comes and brings down to Hashem. And this this argument about when did this parsha mishpatim get 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 when when did it take place? This will make all the difference in how we understand the brit that's talked about here, the covenant. What is a brit? A brit is a covenant, a pact, and a covenant. A brit is to is to strengthen the connection between two people that participate in this pact. That's what a pact is about. And in our case, who's connecting to who? It's Hashem. It's the Jews connecting to the Torah. They're they're committing. There's a bliss. There's a a pact being made between Hashem, between the Jews and their commitment to the Torah. Which their commitment, their connection to the Torah, connects them to Hashem, of course. Because Hashem who gives them the Torah. It's the Torah of Hashem. So According to this, we understand that according to Rashi, if this Brit we're talking about, the covenant is before the giving of the Torah, so this has to also be a covenant through things that Hashem gave the Jews before the giving of the Torah. Especially, it must be mentioned here in things that will strengthen the connection of the two parties making the covenant. For example, what is the most impressive thing that would connect Hashem, the Jewish people, with with Hashem? It's creation. By Hashem, telling us about His creating the world, He 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 instructs us and He tells us about His greatness. And all of the history till we come to Egypt is all a preparation. It's really all to impress upon us the greatness of Hashem. So if we want to make a a covenant with the the Jewish people and Hashem, what's Moshe Rabbeinu going to strengthen the covenant with? Obviously, it's going to be the information we have pre-matter that creates the appreciation that the Jewish people have for Hashem, which is the power of Hashem in creation. So that's why Rashi says, what's the Sefer Abrit? What did he write? He wrote about the things that are impressive to the Jewish people, which will make them be be, be wanting to and and committing to a covenant. That's the history from Bereshit. Ramban, however, says, no, we're talking now post. We're talking about a covenant post giving of the Torah. We want to strengthen the actual Torah that was given, the instructions that were given to the Jews at, at, at Sinai. We want to make sure they commit to it properly and fully. So now we understand that it, it, this is going to be the whole difference. If, if we're talking about pre-mountain Torah, so the passage that says, by Tov Moshe Moshe ben wrote this book of the covenant, a book that somehow strengthens and creates, generates this pact between the Jewish people and the Torah and Hashem. What could it be? It had to be at Kol Hashem, all the words of Hashem that were available till that time that had been spoken to the Jewish people. What were the words of Hashem up until giving of the Torah? The history of creation and the mitzvahs that were given in Mara and so on. And that writing of that, those, of, those, of that history and that instruction and those mitzvahs is not just in order to then take that book and read it to them. But this itself is part of the covenant. In other words, the fact that it's written down, that it's documented, history, Hashem created Hashem, Hashem's creation, the power of Hashem's creation, the fact that Hashem's giving them some mitzvahs, what that does is solidifies the 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 the, the, the basis for the covenant. In, in the it says, for example, when you make a verbal agreement, sometimes you write it down. Why do you have to write it down? We made a verbal agreement. A written down agreement solidifies and makes more, uh, uh, gives more uh, uh, body and, and weight to the thing you've already discussed verbally. So the sefer habrit is not just so you should have what to read from it. It kind of codifies and places into words and on, into a physical into a physical piece of parchment and, um. and ink the basis of the covenant pre giving of the Torah, which is Beresh, all, all of Hashem's wonders and Hashem's uh, a mitzvah. So this will, according to this, we'll understand paragraph 5, why Rashi puts that subtle difference in his Piresh, where he says, Moshe, Moshe wrote all the history from Beresh, and then Rashi adds another, and he wrote, and he also wrote the mitzvahs that were instructed in Marav because there's two kinds of content here. It's not the same content. There's the first aspect of content is the story from creation till the giving of the Torah. That's historical narrative and it very well could have been written in the same way we have it in the Torah now. It's not an instruction. It's not Torah of instruction. It's Torah of narrative giving us the history, creating our impression of Hashem's power, which would want us, instill within us the desire to create that pact with him. I mean, why should we say that it was any different? If Moshe Rabbeinu wrote that before the Torah was given, we could say that that was also incorporated in the Torah that we have now, That same, the same the in the same language. But it's not, and that therefore could be, by Tov Moshe, that could be just like the rest of the Torah. It could be, it was written that way and it stayed that way. However, and he wrote the mitzvahs that they were, the second part, where he writes the mitzvahs that they are instructed in Mada, which the mitzvahs of Shabbos, the mitzvah of respecting mother and father, the, avein, the mitzvah of the Paraduma, the mitzvah of, of judgments, that couldn't have been written in a way that we have it later, same the same parsha in the Torah, because it says, for example, the ad-dumah is Zot Chukat ha-Torah. This is the chukah of the Torah. This is the statute of the Torah. Give it to Elazar the Kowei. There's all kinds of details that didn't exist yet. So it wasn't writing history. It was writing mitzvahs. We know that the mitzvahs were written in a different way than he could have written them pre-giving of the Torah. So it's a different kind of writing. V'chatav. He wrote them down to record them for this for usage here. But not the same way that they're going to be recorded in the Torah later on. So it's a different writing. So Rashi writes, V'chatav. And he also wrote, The mitzvahs, the instructions that were given at Mara. He doesn't say he wrote the Torah. Here, it wasn't a writing of the Torah. It was the the, the story from Bernaysia till now, he was writing Torah because it stayed that way, probably. The and he also had another writing. He wrote the instructions that they were given in Mara, the instructions they were given, which they're mitzvahs, but they're not the same way that mitzvahs were written in the Torah later. And that's why um, there's a difference how we read the Vayikht of Moshe based on whose opinion you follow. If you follow the opinion of Rashi that this is talking about something that was done before the Torah, it's one way. If you say, follow the opinion of Ramban and others that say this is after the giving of the Torah, so then indeed, this could have been written in a way um, that the Torah was written. Because the Torah was already given right? If you say it was before the Torah was given, then the writing of mitzvahs had to be in a different way than it was in the in the Torah later. But if we're talking about something that took place after the Torah was given at Sinai, so then the parashas could have been written, just like the parashas are written into the Torah that we have. So now we can understand paragraph 6. We said, we had a question, why when it says that Moshe Rabbeinu read from the Sefer abrit from the Book of Covenant, why again did he did he List all the details of what he was reading. Now we can understand it because we've previously learned that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote two genres, you could say, two different kinds of writings. He wrote a writing which was the history from creation, and that stayed that that stayed in the Torah. Then he also wrote the instructions. That was just a one-time writing of instructions, which later on was written differently in the Torah. So now here, where it says that he took the book of the covenant, he says he took one book. But what did he read? This book had two kinds of uh, two kinds of content. Did he read them both? Did he? Read, what did he read? It's not so simple to say that we know because we know what he wrote. Yeah, but now he's talking about the book of the covenant. We know that what he wrote had two kinds of styles of writing. What did he read actually? So he says he took this book. He says. And in this Sefer Habrit, in this Book of Covenant, there were, there were two forms of writing, there were two contents, and both of them are important. Why? Because when we talk about a covenant, there's two aspects to the covenant. There's one, there's the covenant about accepting Torah and to learn Torah. And that is through the inspiration the Jews have wanting to connect to Hashem. And that is engendered, that is uh, uh, aroused through talking about the greatness of Hashem in creation from Beresh's, Writing the history from Bereishas, from creation. Then there's the second part of the covenant, which is that the Jewish people have to commit to fulfilling the mitzvahs. And that part of the covenant is the content of that book of Bris, which speaks about the mitzvahs they were instructed in Mara. And now we understand why in, in Parsha's Mishpatim, where does Nas of get, get mentioned? Many people think that the words mm-hmm. naasevenishma, we will listen and we will do, we will do and listen, okay. is said in parshat Yitro. It's not. Yitro, it says Naaseh. In parshat Mishpatim is where it says, Kol Hashem As part of this process of him taking the Sefer Abrit, reading the Sefer Abrit, and then the Jews respond, We will do and we will understand. And now we understand why here they say why the Sefer Abrit arouses this response we will do because there's two parts. Remember, we're talking about a two-part book of covenant. There's the part that has to do with the mitzvot naaseh. So about that, they respond, "We will do all the mitzvahs we were instructed in Mara. All those commandments you're reading from the book of from the book of covenant, we're in naaseh. We will do, and the nishma, we will also do. We will also." Um, Where's the, the uh, and, ah, nishma, we will under, We will listen and understand. This refers to the inspirational parshas, the parshas that talk about the greatness of Hashem in creation, where the Jew says we will, this is not a commitment to do. This is a commitment to comprehend, to perceive, to fully appreciate the greatness of Hashem's power. We'll do that too. Now, seven nishma, there's a double response because it's a two-tiered, a two-genre, two, a two styles of things being written in this book of covenant. So now we have a very beautiful understanding of why the Brit, why the Sefer Abrit, because Rashi positions it before Matan Torah, because that's where he sees this whole as being written, the only thing it could be is the inspirational part writing from Bereshit till now, which was written. No reason to say it wasn't written the same way that the Torah is written now. And the instructional part, which at that time could only be the mitzvahs of Mara, but they were not written the same way written now, because once the Torah was given, they were rearranged. They were given with more detail. And then it's written. Okay, so we understand Rashi. Um, the thing is, just the Rebbe puts it in a footnote, what two aspects of, were there in the Book of Covenant? that We said there's the aspect of creation, the story of creation, and the mitzvot that they had been given till now. We said Naseh is a response to We'll do the mitzvot. Nishma, we will perceive, we will understand, is a response to the power of Hashem in creation. In the Sefer Abrit, which came first, the story of creation, the mitzvot came second. So, shouldn't they have said Nishma v'Naseh? Based on that, we will hear, we will be inspired by Hashem v'Nishma and then we will do. That's the way it was written. In the Sefer Abrit it says that ever. Still, in all, I'll peep shot in the simple reading. Why did they first say Naser? Because, even if you, even according to the Pshat, the main function of Torah is towing the line, is doing what Hashem says, is fulfilling the mitzvahs. So even so, even though that the way Hashem wrote it was historically, first from creation, and then the mitzvahs of Mara, they responded in a way that a bris for Torah, a covenant for Torah, should be responded to by first responding to the fact that they're going to commit to the instructions given. Now we jump into a, a, a fascinating a fascinating discussion, which if you've never heard about this discussion, it's it's an eye-opener. Paragraph 7. from the, We explained the Pshat in Rashi, the simple reading, and now we're going to explain from the wondrous things that we can see in this Rashi. In the Gemara, there's an argument between Rabbi Yechen and Rishlokish, whether the Torah was given portion, portion, in other words, as it was, was it written chapter by chapter? As it was developing, Moshe Rabbeinu wrote each chapter. And then, at the end, Moshe Rabbeinu put all the chapters together, tied them up with sinews and gave presented one Torah. Because we know that Moshe Rabbeinu, at the last day of his life, presented each tribe with a Torah. There were 13 Torah 13 scrolls. But how was it done? Was Did he write chapter by chapter? At the end, he joined them all together? Or was the Torah given Torah This this The argument is... Uh, was the Torah was the Torah was the Torah given Torah itna or Torah Khatumanitna? Was it given scroll by scroll and then joined? It was written as it happened? Or was it given at the end? Mashabenu made a big a big essay at the end, the whole Torah, and it was given as one as one f- finished volume. <clears throat> so Taiswis asks. The Josephus asked on this Gemara, according to the one that says the Torah was given as a finished product, he says, but we have a verse that we're talking about that says that he took the book of the covenant by Matan Torah and what was written in there? The portions of veracious. So that means to say that it seems to be, according to all opinions, that the history till the giving of the Torah had already been written. So how can you say that it was written at the end? No, if at Matantora, what we say the Sefer Abrit had all the history from Bereshit till Matantora. But if that's the case, then that doesn't fit the opinion. How can there be an opinion that says the whole Torah was written at the end? We see that some of it was written midway. But what is Tesu's answer? That near Lafarge, it would seem that even the opinion that says it wasn't, it was given as a, as a finished product, it's not that everything was written at the end. What he's saying is that it was written according to the order. In other words, what happens in the Torah is that some things are not chronological. So sometimes there'll be a chapter that speaks about something that happened in year space in year two. And then later on, there'll be a chapter that, ha- that speaks about an instruction in year one. How could that be? So he says that these things were written. He says uh, those part the partials were not written until the until the um l- until the later one was written the one that fits chronology and then the subsequent one was written um I thought I was clear on what this I looked up the thesis I'm trying to get my one second Nere Farish was written according to the order oh. I'm not uh, 100% clear on that so the Maral explains that there's no question the Toisa's question was we. it seems to be that there's an opinion that the Torah was written at the end but we know that we're talking about a book of bliss and we're saying that that the, the history of the world, Breish's Tilmatan was written earlier. So the Maral explains that Rashi in our Parsha is, is, is not at odds with that opinion that the Torah was written at the end. Because also, according to Rashi, the only reason that this first part of the Torah was written was for the purpose of the mitzvah. And it was only from making the covenant. It wasn't given then. It wasn't written then as part of the Torah. At the end, Moshe Rabbeinu wrote everything as Torah. The first opinion says that everything was written as Torah, chapter by chapter. In the end, Moshe Rabbeinu just joined it. The, the second opinion is, no, at the end, Moshe Rabbeinu wrote everything and gave one Torah. Even though we something was written before Matan Torah, like we say here, the Book of Covenant, but it wasn't about Torah. It was about the Covenant. Ah, So according to what we've explained till now, we can we can, we can can understand it even better because even though that the writing of the history from Beresh till the giving of the Torah was in the same style as our Torah but it was not considered a writing of the Torah. It was part of the Book of Covenant and the Book of Covenant had other things. What else did the Book of Sefer Abrit, the Book of the Covenant had? It had the mitzvahs of Marah and that didn't make it into the Torah in that way. And that was a totally different form of writing than the way the Torah was given in the end. And this one book was made up of these two forms of writing, and therefore it's not really a first, a first edition of the Torah. It's something else. I the fact that Tosves asked the question, as it being a, seems to be a stiller, we could say, according to the opinion of Tosves, since what Moshe did write from Beresh is still Matan were no different than the way they were later incorporated in the Torah so even though it was part of a, a different kind of book it was part of a book of covenant not a book of Torah still in all it is the first volumes of the Torah in the end of the day and so Joseph does ask so wasn't part of the Torah already written according to all opinions and that's why Taishwas, when he asked the question, just quotes from Rashi that what was written in that book was from Beratius till the giving of the Torah. He doesn't speak about the mitzvahs of Mara. Because the real question Taishwas asks is from the historical portions of the Torah that are written before Matan Torah, and they are still kept in their same form, ostensibly, in the final Torah we have. So what Rashi is of is of the opinion that since this one book that was compiled before is called Sefer Abrit, the Book of Covenant, it is not a forerunner or an earlier edition of the Torah. The Torah was only given in one stage. Again, there's a machlekes. Was it given in one stage at the end? Or was it written portion, portion? According to the opinion, it was given as one book at the end. The fact that there were, there was a Book of Covenant written earlier, it's a different book. It could be parts of it were incorporated later in the Torah, but it's a different book. And that's not as as I would say, it's not edition number one of the Torah. It's just a different book. What totally? Now we get to Yehi al Torah, paragraph eight from the wine of Torah. Something deeper in what we can glean from this Rashi. <clears throat> we could say like this: Even though generally when we talk about the covenant between the Jews and the Torah, we're talking about. Um, the connection of Hashem with the Jewish people, Hashem who gives the Torah and connects himself to the Jewish people. There's a difference between the way this covenant happens before giving of the Torah or after giving of the Torah. In other words, remember we said there's an argument. Rashi says that this is a Brit. When we talk about the covenant made it, we're talking about a covenant made before the Torah was given. Ramban says we're talking about a Brit, we're talking about a covenant made after the Torah was given. There's a big difference between them. It sounds the same. What's the difference if you, made a, if you make a covenant with Hashem? What's the difference if it's before Matan Torah, after Matan Torah? Is there any Is there any uh, um, essential difference? Yeah, there is. Because what happened at Matan Torah? Matan Torah? there was a total change within the dynamics of creation. Till then, there was a gzera, there was a decree, there was a cutoff between Elionim and Tachtonim. The higher worlds couldn't descend to the lower worlds. The lower worlds couldn't be elevated to the higher worlds. give an example, you couldn't have a piece of leather that becomes so holy that you have to bury it if you want to dispose of it. It wasn't wasn't possible. Leather is leather. It's not holy. Giving of the Torah meant that Hashem says, I want you to take that leather, make parchment, write, uh, write the name of Hashem on it, and it now becomes a mezuzah, it becomes tefillin. And to the extent it becomes so imbued with holiness, you have to bury it, you can't, you can't just throw it out. It innately becomes holy. That was something that couldn't happen before the Torah was given. Because holy is, the, the, the heavens are the heavens, the earth is the earth. the earth. You could do something meaningful using the earth, but the earth doesn't become holy. Harsinai didn't become holy. So when Hashem gave the Torah, He shattered that great divide. So obviously the world changed existentially when the Torah was given. So the covenant before Mount Tera is going to have to be a lower level covenant. The, the covenant before Mount Tera is about the persona of Jews making a covenant with Hashem. But it's not about the actual object of the physical becoming one with Hashem. More than that, Yes, by making this covenant, by Hashem giving mitzvahs to the Jews before Matan Torah, yes, there becomes a connection, but not in the same innate and and great um, quality of the connection that's made after the giving of the Torah, where the actual lower created being becomes one with Hashem. So if we talk about the covenant pre-Matan Torah, it was a, a bit of a lower level covenant. But if you talk about the bris, that as taking place after the giving of the Torah, which is first of all after the great divide has been cancelled out, and after Hashem Himself begins the process, because Hashem says, "I'm coming down by Yadid Hashem. I'm going to be the first one to break this boundary. I'm coming down on arsinai And we also know that the word Anochi means what is Anochi? I am Hashem, the first word of the Ten Commandments. Ana Nafshi Ketavit Yavit. I have written my own self and given myself into the Torah. In other words, Hashem is for eternity and constancy in the Torah. When you study Torah, you are one with Hashem. You put Torah in your mind, you're one with Hashem, because Hashem placed Himself into the, into the Torah. So we understand that once you, on top of that, after the giving of the Torah, we're already this amazing bond has been formed, you now make a covenant, you understand that this is a covenant that has the power to totally... Take the created being out of being limited to the definition of being a Nivra, a created being, and makes him one with the borem, one with Hashem, the creator. However, so it seems like Rashi's interpretation that the Brit was before the giving of the Torah is a little bit lackluster. It's a little bit uh, lower level. Ah, says so the Rebbe, there's something powerful about that also, about the covenant being pre Matantarawai. The advantage there is. That the covenant that happens before Mount is since it's pre-Mantara, and therefore the Jews are still, to use the words uh, of the Mechilta, that they are keshurim, they're still bound up in the materialism. Anuvim. Anuvim means like a, a bow, when you tie a bow. They're, they're tied to their materialism. Tfusim, they're they're entrapped. They're, they're, they're grabbed, so to speak. Ensnared by the materialism. At that in that space where they're so stuck in in their physicality and their physical limitations hashem says come let's make a covenant so when you make a covenant with Torah from being so so, so limited so Hashem has to come down and 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 allow you to be freed from that even before he gives the Torah so you can understand that once he does that as a pre-party, as a, pre, as a preparation to giving the Torah, he pulls you out of your attachment to, to, to limitation of, of a created being, and he makes a covenant with you, then that becomes an incredible precursor, introduction to the giving of the Torah. Now, when they come to receive the Torah, they're already, everything's set up, they're already in a, in a place where they're set up to receive the full value of it according to the opinions that this covenant took place after the given of the Torah. So that means that when the Torah itself was given, they were still not so prepared. They still wasn't weren't able to truly absorb it and truly uh, take it in in the fullest possible way. So there's an advantage in each way of learning. Paragraph 9. According to this, we'll be able to explain why what Rashi says, The that when Moshe Rabin wrote the Book of Covenant, there was two aspects, the Torah and the Mitzvahs. Whereas... The other opinions that say it was after the giving of the Torah, they just speak about one aspect, it's Torah. Why would there be a difference? Because when you talk about the created beings before they become one with Hashem, there's a difference between Torah and Mitzvahs. So when they say we will accept Hashem's Mitzvahs, they say Nasa and Nishma. There's two. There's, there's Torah, which is inspirational, and we'll say Nishma. We will perceive that, we'll understand that. There's the instructions, which we have to have Couple, they're, they're instructions, they're things that need obedience we'll say we will do it that's when you talk pre-Mountain Torah when the Jews are still in a limited state they're still not one with Hashem so they, the differences in Torah and mitzvahs are more pronounced once though you reach oneness with Hashem after the giving of the Torah there's no difference between Torah and mitzvahs it's all the word of Hashem Hashem is pure unity and in His mitzvahs whether it's Torah, whether it's mitzvahs the way it is from Hashem, it's all part of one thing Of Torah, so we no need to talk about the Sefer Abrit as being a two a two pronged thing. It's just the word of covenant of Hashem. all oneness. So here we have the way we learn Rashi in three three levels. We talk about uh, Pshat, and then we go to the we move it into the discussion of the Gemara about whether this will help us understand the argument of the Gemara, whether it was written book book or written just at the end, and then we get to the uh, to the esoteric about the. Quality of the bliss of the covenant with Hashem, either pre or immediately afterwards.